I ask you something? What took you so long to respond to me? I sent you a very well-crafted message three weeks ago. And today, out of the blue, you hit me up asking if you want to grab dinner. What changed? I didn't feel like being alone. Not tonight. So you turned to Tinder. So what happens tonight? Did you think we were going to have sex? <laughs> no. I thought we were going to hang out, maybe get to know each other. Field execute a turn signal back there. We're going to ask you to step out of the vehicle for me. Could you please hurry up? What did you say? It's just cold. Get on the ground! Keep your hands where I can see Why him. is he under arrest? Get back what is your badge number? Chill! Just chill! I'm reaching for my cell phone! Now let's go. When the other brother away, the other mother you stay Cop killers! Cop kills! Who's self-defense? Welcome back to the Sinestro Podcast, where we discuss the movies we love, new and old. I'm your host, Ferris Bueller, and I am joined by my lovely wife. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, so we're doing a doozy of a movie today. Um, it was an emotional roller coaster that came out of nowhere, yeah. which is Queen and Slim. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this is my first time doing this, so I will try not to do the ums and the likes and not be as nervous. <laughs> Listen, um, you can do as many likes and ums as you like. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yeah, we watched it together, uh, I think, what, a week and a half ago? Yeah, when it first came out. Did not... Uh, so the trailer is very deceiving. The trailer has this whole... Um, this whole aesthetic of like, you know, the black Bonnie and Clyde. And I think it even kind of self-referenced itself in the movie a couple of times where they're like, oh, the black Bonnie and Clyde. It's absolutely not that story. Um, Bonnie and Clyde were actually criminals who killed a lot of people and uh, who were celebrated for it later, which is kind of weird, but also very on brand for America. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The movie you know, touched on a lot of themes. And I think one of the main themes that we thought was going to be police brutality. And um, it was a part of it. Um, but it also touched on the death penalty, PTSD, um, for more, as well as classism, anti-black racism, grief, all of these themes were in the movie. But essentially, it was about two people who were trying to survive after a really um, strange Tinder date. Is <laughs> it? To say the least, yes, they shouldn't have swiped left or right, whichever ways, I don't know. But uh, uh, this also, uh, to add to, just to add on to the themes that you were talking about, uh, I think this kind of throws the idea of martyrdom and puts it on top of its head. I feel like they brought that into question. I feel like, is anybody really worthy of being a martyr in that sense, right? Like, I mean, it, not in the sense of like, I guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it, it showed the other side of the person actually, you know, that they're speaking of, right? Like it showed their process to becoming martyrs and that's really not their goal. I don't think it's any martyr's goal to become a martyr. No, they, they just were trying to survive and it was such a sad, sad thing because you knew from the beginning that basically the journey um, that we were watching was probably them heading towards their demise, whether it was prison or death, but more like most likely death. You, you could you could tell that they were fighting so hard to live, but you're watching it all unfold, knowing that they are not going to. Would this been have been uh, would the, sorry? Would this been uh, have been a better movie if, let's say, they did go to prison and then there was a huge prison break scene? <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that. 
I never thought of that. Neither did I. It's just I don't know. Just throwing shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what what I guess what were the before we get to what we like because there's a lot of what we like. What did you not like about the movie, if anything at all? Um. So like, uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers, but um, I felt when we first watched it, I thought it was very beautiful and their love story was beautiful, but I also kind of felt like it was too quick and maybe not necessarily believable. But the more I've been thinking about it and, you know, just kind of reflecting when two people are in the situations they were finding themselves in, they see the raw um, human side of each other. It's kind of like a sped up uh, getting to know each other process. So I ended up kind of changing my mind about the fact that the love story um, didn't seem like organic. I, I feel it was. I feel that they found themselves in a matter of less than a week in positions that people won't see each other in for years or ever. Um, so I realized that that reflection kind of, you know, I kind of went back on that for me. I think I agree with you there. I, I, I feel like their circumstances dialed up their growth as a couple or whatever. I mean, it, so it, this movie, for me anyway, was a, was a chase movie uh, along with a love story. Uh, and it was kind of did both really well. Um, the tension and release uh, with, you know, a little comedy relief here and there. Or just little sweet moments they had, especially in the in the uh, nightclub, um, you know, when they found somewhat of a safe haven uh, with the other elder black folks in the jazz, uh, the jazz nightclub. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like it was it was a great relief for the audience, considering all things considered, because first of all, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya doesn't drink in this movie, right, uh, Slim, and he. You know, he suggested, I guess, firmly that, you know, they should take a break and, and kind of breathe it all in, which is, you know, I'd never do that. But <laughs> I guess it was nice to see on screen they needed tension relief. And so, you know, the, the fact that he took down, a, you know, a, a heavy drink and just gave into the moment was kind of we needed that break a little bit. Right. Or else it would have been just too like it would have been exhausting. Yeah. And they were making life and death decisions together on the fly. And I think that scene was really important because it let us see them, you know, black people are let down so much systemically that when they were in that space, the people in that space wanted to protect them for wanting to protect themselves, for defending themselves, essentially. And it was like the music in this movie. And I mean, we can talk more about that later. Um, the music and the scenery so beautiful and so perfect for each scene. Um, I think that scene was kind of like a break for us too, because we're on the edge of our seats, you know, holding our breaths and they're now kind of taking it easy in a place where no one is, you know, judging them or looking twice at them except to support them. Yeah. It, it felt, it felt, I needed that. I needed to see that scene because before that, after the inciting incident where they got pulled over and this, you know, the circumstance led him to defend himself and essentially shoot that cop. Um, I think he was outside of himself. Uh, Slim. I think he was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was not making the brightest decisions. He was not, um, you know, forward thinking. He just was in the moment and you can't blame him for that. Right. Like that's not uh, a shot against him as a, 
person or as a character. Uh, I think he just wanted this to be over, which is, you know, the most natural feeling. I think the, the part for me that, that translated, you know, through the screen the hardest was when he said, I just want to go home. And he had those tears in his eyes. I'm like, oh, man, like I wanted to go home. Like you felt the same way, right? Am I? Yeah. I mean, when he said that, because unfortunately, we don't get to know him as much in the movie as we get to know um, Queen. And it's he the one thing we did know about him was that he was a family person that he, you know, really, um, you know, I don't remember if he was into his church or something, but he, he was really a community and family oriented. And he, he came from a place he wanted to go back to versus um, uh, Queen, who, you know, we can talk more about that in a bit. But when he said that, I just felt it myself. Like, let's just wrap this up and go home. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it, but yeah, he was, he is a bit of a religious person and Queen was more of the atheist, right? Yeah. She, I think she's of the notion that, you know, life is chaos. And I mean, it started off that way anyway, that she feels that, that she's of the belief that, you know, things are just the way they are. And it's like, the, we're, we can, all we can do to, you know, have a semi good life is equip ourselves and like be equipped, you know, be learned, um, you know, learn how to, acclimate to your society whatever what have you just be prepared for the worst at all times which is she exactly what she was she was prepared for the worst at all times and the worst happened and she was prepared a lot more prepared than he was yeah i mean she came into the whole movie she came into that date i mean she said on the date that she just wanted something to do because she had had a bad day she's a lawyer in the movie and her client um he got the death penalty um yes and she, you know, she was really, uh, she came into the whole movie stressed out to begin with on top of carrying her kind of baggage around a lot of grief and other things that come up for her. Um, but she seemed like somebody who had a really hard life, didn't have community and connection, was just trying to blow off some steam. And then now they're on the run. It just was like bad on top of bad, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that was like, she was not too surprised. Right. Like she as as everything was unfolding, it's like she knew that this was in the realm of her possibilities. This could be a card that she'd be dealt even before. Like and that's kind of sad when she's like, yeah, this is plausible in my life. Yeah, she seemed to go right into action right away. We have to do this. We have to do that. We, you know, can't call our families anymore. You know, she doesn't she didn't have anyone she even wanted to call. But um it, yeah she went right into action whereas he just like you said froze and wanted to go home because he he's somebody i think that had hope on a day-to-day basis whereas yeah. she um it's well i don't know about day-to-day basis but he seemed to have a lot more hope in his heart than she did she seemed to just kind of work with what she had and prepare for the worst at all times and i guess it it paid off as much as it possibly could have right like it did it got them pretty far and you have to respect that ingenuity and like yeah decision making right like and i and i and i'm glad that they made her the the voice of you know the tactical one right yes uh, i feel like we don't see that enough uh and i feel like a black woman is the most tactical in that you know in, in that knowing what the odds are against them right yes um yeah, I think 
her background and everything she'd been through in her career almost kind of put her in a position to kind of already know the ABCs of what to do and, and take charge. Um, and the thing is, too, like, she herself was shot. Um, I, I think the bullet grazed her, but she was injured. Yeah. And um, I think you forget that as the movie goes on because she just kind of toughens up and she wraps it up and she just keeps going. And I think that's a larger theme of um, black people just kind of having to pick up the pieces and just keep going regardless of the trauma. A hundred percent. That comes even when she, when they jumped out of the window, when they were, uh, when I guess we're, when they were at that white couple's house and the neighbors reported them, they jumped out the window uh, to avoid the police, or I guess to, to get out of there as fast as they could. And she dislocated her shoulder on the, on the ground and there was no time to kind of, you know, tell her it's going to be okay or give her pain meds. It was just pop that sucker back in and let's hit the road. And which is like, because I've dislocated my shoulder before too. And that is a pretty unbearable pain. We felt that moment on yeah, the screen. I saw it as soon as she hit the ground and I saw her shoulder and I saw her like, you know, crying, trying to hold in the tears and everything. I was like, oh man, I know that feeling. Yeah, it was that's pain upon pain. So she's been shot and dislocated her shoulder. That's two pretty bad injuries. Um, and you got to like, you got to respect the tenacity. Yes. Yeah. Um, in terms of other things that we were like, eh, what's going on here? For me, the whole um, traveling through the South and just like not really running into that many white people <laughs> yeah. um i guess would have ended the movie sh- like much shorter like somebody yeah. would have called the police much, i feel like yeah. i feel like lena wraith so yeah this was directed by um or written by lena wraith and uh directed by melina matsukas who also directed a couple episodes of uh insecure uh the lemonade uh beyonce videos and some episodes of master of none uh, the aziz Ansari show where lena wraith was uh, also a cast member uh, but I feel like what they did, you're right. It's it's it would have been a short movie if we saw a lot of Confederate flags and a lot of uh, you know white people in the South who recognize them, who recognize them, yeah. Which is you know which is what it really is. But it wouldn't have allowed uh, this story to unfold the way it did. Um, yeah, that just hit me now because yeah. that was a, like a critique I had. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. They're driving through the South. Yeah. They run into a couple of white people, but the movie wouldn't have been as long. So. No. Yeah, somebody would have been like, oh, these scary black people, blue lives matter. We need to get them. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like, so I have, so there's one scene I want to talk about specifically that I have mixed feelings about. Um, There was a, so Queen and Slim uh, have have some car trouble. Uh, They stop off at a garage. I forget what state they're in, but somewhere in the South. Uh, They stop up at a garage. The guy recognizes them, another black guy, and he doesn't appreciate what they're doing. Uh, he thinks they're making things harder for black folks, which is a legit, like, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree, but I, 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 I think, yeah, people in trauma the right have that. the right to feel yeah, like, right can you not bring trauma on, not, on yeah, us, even though not. it's not their fault that yeah. they, you know, yeah. And so the guy's son is in love with them. This is like, you know, he's their, their modern day Malcolm and, uh, I guess, but then I guess she would be, I don't think she's the, the, just the counterpart. I think she is her own. She, she's Malcolm and he's probably 
you know, Martin Luther, right? Mm. I feel like something like that. Yeah. Uh, but they, um, the kid idolizes them. And, you know, he's essentially telling them that they're going down as martyrs. And they don't know how to, you know, receive that information. They don't know how to feel about it, which is kind of the same way I feel watching it. I, I don't know how to feel about martyrdom in that sense. I've never seen it put on its head this way. And I'm, I kind of respect the writing on this. And the kid... You know, the kid is a device. And I see what they're trying to do. The kid is a device. So they take the child afterward, after they leave. The kid goes to a protest and, you know, he antagonizing police officers. And there's officers there in riot gear. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, the kid has this confrontation with one black officer. And, you know, he's just, egg, like, antagonizing the, the black officer, saying, you're going to shoot me? Shoot me. And then the black officer is like, yo, kid, just chill out. Please, man, just go home. And... The kid pulls out a gun and shoots the officer in the face and then essentially leads to the kid dying. Now, I don't know. Which was the dad's worst fear. Which is exactly what the dad was scared of. I I understand why they did that. And I think it was to show the other side of martyrdom and like a cause gone wrong. I just don't think it was the right thing to do. Also understand the mechanics of why they did it. They could have dialed it down. It could have been a different way, I think. But then again, it's not my place to say that. This is the message that they, this is the way they critiqued it. I just, it didn't work for me. It took me right out of it. And I'm like, why did this happen? My wife and I, we looked at each other for a brief moment. How, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I, it was, I felt it was like just shock value. I didn't really understand it. And I felt like, it did a disservice to the struggle the other two had. Um, but it also showed, I guess, you put people through enough trauma, they will snap. And um, I don't know, I just feel like the other side kind of makes it seem like, you know, civilians are out there just trying to like kill cops. And I don't think that the research shows that um, compared to the other way around. And I just, I don't know, I didn't appreciate it and I just felt it was a distraction and I felt really sad for the father who was deathly afraid of something going wrong for his son to die. I don't know. I, I don't have much else to say about that part. Yeah, I, I think I think they actually made the father's fears come true and validated what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I just felt it was a shock. Maybe I'll... Maybe if I process it more, I'll think something more. But yeah, I just felt like it was not needed. Yeah. How was the ending for you? So, like I said, because you're watching this movie and from the beginning, you know, I mean, I don't know if other people felt that way, but as soon as we started watching it and uh, they were on the run, I, I just figured st statistically, if it was going to be true to life, um, it wasn't going to end well. Uh, it was really sad for me. I, I got really emotional. I just felt, um, I think I've been avoiding videos. I've been reading the news and, and, and watching videos and listening to people's real life stories about interactions that go wrong with the police. But I have been avoiding watching a lot of the videos that are going viral of people getting shot or choked to death. I just stopped. I've been skipping over those parts. And I think that I felt a lot of grief watching that scene because it made me think of um 
some of the names that are more well known, but just, just yeah, people who um, are black or dealing with mental health issues, indigenous. Like it just made me think of. It was kind of close to the real, the reality of what is actually happening. So I was really, I felt a profound sense of grief, even though I knew it was coming. Um, and I felt that sadness at classism and the fact that a black man turned them in uh, who lives in a trailer. And so I understood why that person would have wanted money, but I felt really uh, like a lot of grief about the fact that um, that's how it happened as well. That was really, yeah, that was a letdown. Um, I wish um, it wasn't him that did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, that is not, I mean, that's, God, that's, that's just the way it is, man. You will have that person who does that. I sad to say, I know people like that, that would sell you out at the drop of a hat um, for money. And I, but we, I don't want to forget all the people that protected them, who understood the pain that they were going through and that they were just defending themselves when they watched the video. Um, all the black people that stood by them. I, like, I don't want to forget that there was an ongoing theme of that, including the black police officer who was dealing with, you know, microaggressions from his fellow police officer who just kind of at one point did let them get away. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that guy. I don't remember the character's name that lived in the trailer, but I had a really weird feeling about him. And uh, like, I, I thought to myself, this is, this is the one I was hoping not, but it, it was kind of sad. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it coming from him, but then again, when it happened, I wasn't too surprised. I was shocked, but not surprised. If that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, why? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is typical. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> oh, like it's, it is sad that that's not something that's that that's not like a Kaiser Soze kind of twist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like we should be a lot more surprised at that. We should we should all be jaw dropped at that, but we're not. We're just it's more anger anger inducing rather than surprise, right? Yeah. It's like, oh man, this again? Like, you know what I mean? I wish we got to know uh Slim a bit more before his death. We got to know him. He was sweet natured, he was like funny, he was uh really kind, he was a family person. They did a much better job with Slim's storyline. I felt that we got to know her. With Queen? Oh, uh, sorry, with uh, Queen's uh, storyline. I feel like we got to know a lot about why she was angry and upset and she had unresolved grief. Uh, she was a much more um, explained character. And so by the time, you know, they died, I felt like we got to know her a lot better. We, we built, yeah, as an audience, we built a relationship with her, which is something I, I, I really like. I, I liked her character. It was really fleshed out and it was really good. Yeah, we understood her a lot more from the person that seemed annoyed and angry on the first date to someone who um, was sharing her love with guns pointed at her. Yeah, and I, and I feel like because it was dialed up, you know, circumstances considered, like everything that was, that was going on, they, the development of a love story was the best part of the movie, in my opinion. That, to me, was fine art. And I don't think I've seen a great love story like this in a long, long time. And how great was it that it was two dark-skinned people Beautiful. who were the stars of the movie and who loved each other so much to the end? Um, 
it was and and who were so well lit because I guess the person you mentioned her that directed um yeah the, Alina Matsukis yeah, yeah for Insecure as well and Insecure has gotten a lot of praise for how they shoot um people of color and the lighting is so much better and I felt like um the movie was so like the the black people in the movie were so beautiful to watch they were they were lit well the, like the camera work was amazing and it was just wonderful to see we don't see enough black dark skinned people in the lead no we don't and i think you know daniel kaluuya is so underrated everything he does he just delivers on such a high scale everything he says i feel it and it's in his eyes like his eyes are usually bloodshot from grief in these movies and they're always like he just it, it he does subtle acting with his face that you don't see many young actors doing and he just it's like everything is described if you were to press mute and watch this you could see his emotional you know his the, what he's going through just by his facial expressions yeah and i feel like that guy is going to be something. Well, he already is something special, but he's going to be something for real, like big, 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 big. And so is she. Like, yeah. uh, sh I have not seen her in anything else. I don't know if this was her first major role. I think it is. And she's definitely someone to watch out for. For sure. For sure. Um, that, as, as speaking of the camera, I think Hollywood has always had a blind spot for the way they like black people. You're right. Yeah. And and it's it's a new day now with our, with, with you know, with the way, especially with the way Insecure is shot. I love that show. It's like, it's one of my favorites. And they, you know, the dark skin pops. Yes. Which is how it does in real life, right? Like, that's how our eyes see dark skin. It's it's beautiful. It's You know what I mean? But, you know, dirty camera lens <laughs> can't, yeah. can't really capture that, all that, all that beautiful melanin. That, th this movie, someone reviewing it said that it felt like you could freeze uh, like scenes and it would look like amazing photography and i felt even the way nature and the road trip was filmed was so aesthetically pleasing it was just so beautiful to look at and that's what was so well done in the movie that it's such a tragic and painful story to watch unfold but it was beautiful to watch it i i think you know, along with trauma, being black is beautiful too, and I think that's what this movie meant, right? It meant to, it meant to show that you know, beauty and trauma. And they showed that, right? They had these moments of resilience and joy and love and truth, genuine sharing. Um, yeah, and which is, I guess, people's lives, and that's what the movie was about, right? It's it's a movie about all of these huge systemic themes but essentially down to these two people who were trying to survive and have moments of thriving together so it was wonderful i felt there were holes in it and it wasn't perfect but it was a very pleasant surprise uh overall yeah my final thoughts are this movie is probably my favorite love story of the decade if not more um but we'll dive to that. I'll do some uh, on another episode, I guess, you know, dedicated to love stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, final thoughts. You rate it. What do you rate it out of 10? Uh, I'll give it a nine. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go nine as well. It was uh, it was something special. And I recommend everybody out there to go see it. Uh, and that's our episode today of Sinestro, joined by my lovely wife, Ayan. Thank you for listening. All right. You take guys care. Have, take care. Have a great time.